On this episode, I'm going to talk about the almost too good to be true news. It was so good that blind eyes were opened, the lame were healed, dead bodies were raised, the captive were set free until. Stay tuned. Life was bitter to the core. There was nothing to live for until love came. My name is Harold J. Perkins, and at the age of 17, I was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave. While sitting in my house with about 10 guys, God gave me an out-of-body experience, and I was lifted above the room. I could see everything moving in slow motion. After that, I got up and put those guys out, and I cried out to Jesus Christ. He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited to talk about the simplicity of this walk of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Greek word that translates to gospel is a word that was seldom used, and its meaning is the almost too good to be true news. When this almost too good to be true news about Jesus Christ began, there was a simple phrase used, the just shall live by faith. It was that simple until Satan got in through religion, and he complicated who the just were and what it meant to live by faith. And the almost too good to be true news was turned into religious works. If you read the book of Acts, that was the beginning of the preaching of the almost too good to be true news about Jesus Christ. Miracles and supernatural things were happening. A crippled man was healed who had not walked in 40 years of living. The dead were raised just like when Jesus was on earth. Why? Because they were following the simple good news that the just shall live by faith. But today, instead of the just believing God and living by faith and letting God be God, religion came in and said, you have to do this for God to be the just. And to live by faith? Well, you never know what God will do. Now, this is all the work of the devil who is using even leaders who should be preaching and teaching the almost too good to be true news about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about this. What if you were about to be evicted from your house? You have a bad heart, and the doctor said, if you don't get a heart transplant soon, you will die. Your children are wearing hand-me-down clothes to school. And one day, a man shows up at your front door and says, I heard about your situation. I just paid off your house. And I checked also, I have the right heart for you. I'm going to give you my heart. And also, I've deposited $2 million in your bank account so you never have to worry about clothing your children again. Now, you're standing there looking at this man thinking, this is too good to be true. But you find out it is true. This is what the gospel of Jesus Christ has done and more. Jesus has already done for you what will end your financial problems. 
what will heal your body, and what will give you peace and joy beyond what this world can offer. The reason most don't know this is because the leaders of God's house who answered the door when Jesus showed up slammed the door saying, this can't be true because it's too good to be true. So they're teaching a work-based gospel that is not too good to be true. It's actually putting a religious burden on people and they're frustrated because they can't get God to show up. Hear me. If you are going to work for God, God will let you. And while you're working, he's not. Not because he doesn't want to, but because you're not letting him. He wants to be God in your life, but it doesn't happen by you working. It happens by you believing and letting him work. God is so good that when he created the first man and woman in the beginning, he had already provided everything for them. It's only when they chose not to believe him that they had to toil to provide for themselves. God wants to bring his people back to this. How does it happen? By getting back to this simple phrase written in Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, and Hebrews 10.38, the just shall live by faith. The devil through religion has complicated who the just are. Listen to what the Bible says. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture that will tell you about the righteousness of God and the justified. Both terms are referring to the just. Pay close attention to who and what has made the just justified and the righteousness of God. I'm in Romans chapter 3, 21 through 27. Here's what it says. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. That's another way of saying without do's and don't do's is manifested. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a proposition through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Notice the passage ended with no man can boast. Why? Because no man made himself the just by his actions. He was made the just by believing what Jesus did for him or her. But now what religion has taught is that you have to do works to stay the just. And when you believe this, you will see no miracles. This teaching started shortly after Jesus died because our deceiver, Satan, he knew that he had to do something to stop the people of God from taking over the world. Listen to Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Oh, foolish Galatians. Now, Paul is writing to these Galatians that are trying to now do things to be the just. And he is talking pretty hard at them here. Listen to it again at verse 1. I'll start. 1 through 5. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? I let you know right there, the devil's involved. Who has bewitched you 
that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only what I learn of you. Receive you the spirit by the works of the law. In other words, by what you do and don't do or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh, by what you do, is what he's saying? Verse 4, have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He, therefore, that ministered to you the spirit and worked miracles among you, did he do it by the works of the law, by do's and don't do's, or by the hearing of faith? The miracles were done by those who believed what Jesus had done for them. These people here were trying to make themselves perfect by what they did, not realizing that what Jesus had done for them already has made them perfect. Listen to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 through 14. I believe I shared this same scripture on the last episode. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering, Jesus has perfected forever them that are sanctified. I'm reading the Bible. It said Jesus has made us perfect by what he did for us. This is the almost too good to be true news. God now sees you like he sees his beloved son, Jesus Christ. Because he died in your place, God is now enabling you to live in his son's Jesus's place. You can walk the earth in power just like he did. This is so incredible, yet most have settled for religion. Even many ministers, just like in the day of Jesus. Listen to this situation in the day of Jesus. I'm reading from Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 24. And on the next day, when they were come from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off and having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, he's speaking to a tree, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now I'm going to continue to read in a minute. I'm going to say to you that this whole thing that I'm about to read here is an example that Jesus has given how the just are to live by faith. And he's telling us we're going to have a choice that we can make here. I'm going to continue to read. Now, I'm at verse 15. So he curses the tree. Here's the next verse. And they come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. Now, this is the house of God he's doing this in. Verse 17. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written that God's house, my father's house, should be called of all nations the house of prayer? But you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests, the religious leaders, they heard it and they sought how they might destroy Jesus, for they feared him, 
because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. And when Eve was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. You hear that statement? Have faith in God. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, Jesus said, have faith in God. In other words, he was saying, the just are to live by faith in God. He's saying, you can have this life of power where you can speak and you can ask in prayer and receive, or you can have what I just left in the temple, in the religious house of God. What did we just read? Thieves were there in the house of God. They were there for what they could get from the other people of God in the house. Now, not all were thieves, but there were thieves there in the house of God. Likely the same today. What else was there? And this one I know is true today. There were religious leaders there in the house of God. They were willing to destroy the man Jesus as we just read. Why? Because they were leaders that were willing to destroy anything and anybody that were a threat to them losing their position of prestige. Now, I know this is alive today. We have ministers calling by name other ministers that they think are not doing right by God. What do you think these ministers would have said about Jesus if they were alive then? Jesus was at the house of a tax collector who were the most corrupt and hated people of that day. But Jesus was there. So what do you think they would have been saying about him? So what I'm saying is you have a choice to follow what was happening in the temple with religion or to live a life of faith and power like Jesus. Now, here's the other place of confusion the devil has brought. Where is our faith to be? Is it again in what we are to do? are in what Jesus has done for us. We know he's made us the just, but how am I to channel my faith? Listen to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We are to live by the faith of Jesus Christ. His faith has already done the work. When we fully understand this, we realize that what we need from God is already a done deal. It's already a finished work. Therefore, I'm not looking for God to do something off in the future. I realize it's already done. Listen to Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made, a, notice it said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, 
being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, which, which is us, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The curse talked about here is the curse of the Old Testament. Poverty is a curse. Lack is a curse. Sickness is a curse. 1 Peter 2.24 says that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Why does it say were? Because Jesus already bore the curse for you and I. You just have to believe it's yours now. So my faith is to be directed at what Jesus has already done, not looking for God to do something in the future. Why is this not understood with most of God's people? Wrong teaching. Listen to Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 and 2. Comfort you, comfort you, my people, says your God. Speak you comfortably to Jerusalem. And when he says Jerusalem, he's talking about us too. And cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received of the Lord's hands double for all of her sins. Why is God saying comfort my people? Because Jesus has already accomplished the warfare. He's already won the victory for us. And for the most part, God's leaders are not comforting his people. They're not telling the almost too good to be true news. Look at the goodness of God. I was in a room with 10 other guys. We were smoking marijuana, drinking alcohol, gambling, and God showed up in that environment and gave me an out-of-body experience. I was lifted above the room. I saw myself sitting in the chair. That experience changed the whole direction of my life. This loving God, this almost too good to be true news is not being told as it should today. But I won't be guilty of not telling it. People, the devil does not want you to know this about God. He does not want you to know how good and how wonderful and how merciful and gracious and kind he is because he knows if you really knew, if you really knew him, you would take the time to know him better. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, everything you desire to have a fulfilled life has already been provided by God through Jesus Christ. You just have to learn how to rest and let God be God. On the next episode, I'll get more into how to let God be God and how to recognize the enemy, the devil, when he's trying to get you to not believe. It's believing that opens up heaven's rewards and benefits. You know, this walk is about you continuing to will to do the will of God. And when you continue to will to do the will of God and you take the time to learn the principles, then you will begin to see God show up. You know, in these episodes, I've shared many experiences of seeing a living God. God is no respected persons. He has not done for me what he will not do for another. So this is not about working. God wants to be your God. You know, I shared on another episode how Jesus, when he knew that all power was placed in his hand, uh, he believed it and accepted it by faith. And he took and got on on his, on his knees and he washed his disciples' feet. This here is a representative of God on his knees washing the feet of his creation. Wow, what a God, what love. This is not what we're hearing. That's, that's the almost too good to be true news. You're telling me that God really wants to serve me? 
I'm telling you that God wants to serve you. He wants to be your God. And what he wants you to do by serving you, he wants you to serve people out of his service to you. See, he's not tangibly on the earth in the physical body. His body is you. And so he wants to bless you and such a, to such a degree that you now can take your body and bless others. You now can take the substance that he's given you and love on others with. You now can take the power that he's placed on the inside of you and release it into others. God wants to serve you so you can serve others. I know that's foreign. That's something that's contrary to what you heard in religion, but it's Bible. It's throughout the scripture. You know, God is wanting to be God. And it's as a matter of fact, the law was introduced when the people said, okay, yeah, Lord, we could do what you tell us to do. We could do it. So he said, here it is. Here's the standard. Now he gave them that standard knowing that they couldn't keep it all, knowing that it would take a savior, Jesus Christ, who was the only one to be able to keep the law because he didn't have fallen flesh like every other man. And so he kept it on our behalf. And now because he kept it and he died with our sins, God now is dealing with us as if he's dealing with Jesus Christ. But if you don't have this understanding in your mind, then you're not expecting blessings. You're expecting curses. And guess what? You're going to get what you expect. So this is about elevating your expectation. And that's part of the the uh, purpose of this podcast is to elevate your expectation of God. You know, when I got into this thing, I made a decision that I'm not going to read about all these miracles and not see this God active and moving and working in my life like this. So I took some stance and they were frightening. But God came through every single time and he's still coming through and he'll come through for you. This is a faith walk. And as I mentioned, I'll get into on the next episode how to understand how the devil gets involved to try to get you to not believe by putting things in front of you to see, to touch, to feel, to smell. That's the way he's trying to communicate to you to make you think that what you're reading is not true, that the God that you're reading about in the Bible is not true, that you can't get over this. Look at this big thing in front of you. Well, look what's in the book. Go back and read your covenant. And look at the things that God has done and understand that God is a limitless God. He has all might and he has all power and there is nothing too hard for him. So we'll get into this further on episodes ahead. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.